0: Welcome to the Learning Lounge podcast by the Sanger Continual Learning Team.
1: We'll be sharing our honest opinions, answering all sorts of questions and discussions, and hopefully providing some laughs along the way. Hi, and welcome to another Learning Lounge podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by James. Hello. Uh, Alana.
0: Hi.
1: And the lovely Kerry. Hello. Uh, today's topic is uh all based around uh technology how we can use it in the workplace uh this is coming off the back of uh ces which is a big sort of tech conference that happens in las vegas where all of the big brands come along and they show off all of the new innovative things that they're working on Um, and with our worlds becoming increasingly tech orientated keeping abreast of these new ideas and innovations is essential in my opinion So, some of the cool tech that has been showcased this year at CES, um, there are laptops that have glasses-free 3D effects. So, imagine if you're sitting in front of your laptop and the thing that you're looking at is popping out at you. Um, That could be useful in some ways. Um, There are TVs that connect uh, wirelessly to all of your boxes. So, if you imagine you've got all these hanging TVs on your walls, The biggest problem with those is the wires coming out, and what what do you do with it? It Makes it look very untidy.
0: Isn't there? um, Don't Sky do a TV like that already as well? Possibly is that Sky Glass? Yeah. Whether they Uh, don't have a Skybox anymore, do they? It's all built in, so you don't need like anything underneath your TV.
1: But this also has no power wire, which is the weird thing. That's that's the number one thing that you normally. You know, every time I've tried to wall mount it, my the power cord doesn't even actually reach the. Plug. Plug yeah. So it's one of those weird ones. Um, there is also uh, electric-run machinery, so like excavators, JCBs, all running on batteries, like Teslas, which is again really? insane because the amount of power and, uh, torque and stuff that they generate is mad. And I thought this one was really cool. So you know, VR headsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have now developed the capability to smell as well as visualise what you're doing. So you have wow. a little module that sticks Vision. up.
0: Oh, wow. It is a
1: Smell-O-Vision, basically.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Smell-O-Vision's finally a thing. How cool.
1: Yeah, basically, what I was going to get at is, would any of that be useful to us in any way? I think
2: the electric-powered work stuff would be quite good. Because obviously, we're, I think we've been trialling, in some places, the electric forklifts um which generally are killers mm. anyway so we're making a killer silent which is even more scary for me um, electric <laughs> um so like we're, we're trying all of those sorts of things to be like um we're, we're, we're trailing out things like that uh, a lot which is really <laughs> good um it's
0: all right carrie's dog just wants to get involved
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah i think i think you know if we could do like JCBs and stuff that are electric, that's not a bad thing, I don't think. I mean, imagine how much they churn out into the environment when they're they're kind of excavating foundations and stuff like that with building. It's, it's a fair chunk of um, pollution going into the air, isn't it, from them? So,
1: so the one thing that really piqued my interest is the, those laptops that you can um, that that displays a <clears> three <throat> D model of what you're looking at.
2: See to me, that just screams. Remember the old three uh, DSs? Oh you could be yeah, you yeah. do that one. Where you just, just flick the the side. I, thing.
0: When I was a kid, I never got to play on one of those. I was so annoyed. Like none of my friends had one. I was so good. So I had never actually like understood what they were like.
1: I had one, and I remember hearing and reading about all of the um, headaches and issues that they used to cause people that were using them.
0: That was the same with got... when 3D TVs first came in as well, didn't they? Like, yeah. even with the glasses, like, everyone always used to say it gave, gave a really bad headache.
2: I mean, what would you use it for, though? Like, imagine you're on a call like this and you're in the office. <laughs> Why would you want it in 3D? I don't know, <laughs> in it just, it makes
0: me think of, like, Pokemon. If you just, like, put your hand out <laughs> and something just popped up, like, out of, your, out of your hand. You could just, like, spin it around and stuff. It'd be quite cool for, like, building models and stuff like that. So you could see. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Obviously we're working on like the, um, the e-home project, aren't we? So that would be quite cool. Like if you could have a 3D model instead of people actually having to go up to Salford to visit it. Like obviously we are in a couple of weeks, then people could just see it in in like in their screen like as a 3D model. That would be quite cool. Hmm. like product innovation I think that would be like useful.
2: Do you reckon the outlet on something like that though tech wise would be more than considerably more than just the glasses and the goggles and
0: that? Yeah, probably.
1: Yes, that's it. But then I think like anything it's developed and then over time it becomes less expensive. Exactly. Whether or not it's useful to us or not I don't know. I think it's really cool Is that it really can be done. That, um... With the,
0: like, electric JCBs and stuff, I forgot, like, electric cars existed. I was picturing, like, you know, like a (laughs) DeWalt battery for a drill. (laughs) That's what I was picturing in my mind, like, how that would work.
1: You need a few (laughs) of those to run a JCB. I was
0: like, I literally say, I was like, how is that going to work? And then I I realised electric cars and stuff actually do exist,
1: so... But other than that, so, like, VR and AR... What do you think? So, okay, let's let's sort of uh, define that because maybe everyone's heard of those terms. So VR would be virtual reality, so the headsets and stuff that you keep seeing on the TV. And AR is augmented reality, which is uh, essentially, you know, you pop up and uh, you, you, you look at something and something pops up out of the environment that you're looking at. So, uh, you know, you could be looking at a desk and... Um, on the desk, you would see, you know, a model or a blueprint or some sort. Do you think that they could be utilised in the workplace?
3: Yes, but we've talked about this for so many times, haven't we? About using <laughs> VR and, and AR for, you know, we. I remember going to one of the Cornstone conferences probably about five mm. years ago now, and looking at how we can use it, and we talked about it, James, didn't we, for practicing interventions, but we've never got to grips with it, so. For me, I guess it's yeah. We can use it, but what's stopping us? How come we've never really taken it forward? Is it expense? Is it is it still too expensive? I mean, that laptop <laughs> thing just sounds incredible and, and slightly scary. If I'm really honest, we haven't even got to grips with AI or AR. So
2: I like, think it's the practicality. I don't know what you think.
3: Why, why have we never so, really exactly. pursued it? Because when
2: we, we we've met with a, a few companies before. Um... Mm-hmm. One was Virtuoso, who came in to talk to us and Francesco yeah. was there and he was sort of us through this stuff. I mean, we, we we asked the question, so how many headsets would we need realistically and how would you get those to businesses and stuff and where would they be kept? And I think it was the logistics that kind of put people off the mm. most. That was the, the biggest stumbling point. It's like, well, who's responsible for them? Who's going to charge things? Who's going to... And it's... I think it's that the, the complexities of that, I think. But if you if you had a plan and you had a, a specific need for them and they were in just like one area, for example, so say part of manufacturing where they could have like the Google Glass sort of thing or, they, they you know, and you know it's a specific place, maybe there'd be less of a blocker. Um, but I think cost is also a big thing, isn't it? It's just you're going to get down the line and like most tech, it becomes obsolete within a couple of years. In which case, then, you have to invest again, don't you? Um, It's how future-proof can you make it before you invest?
0: Because it's the same with, like, phones and stuff, isn't it? Like, look how many phones we go through. Like, most people get a phone every two years because that's when the contract ends. Mm. So, like, if you imagine if we had to, like, you know, change headsets every two years, it'd be such a huge expense. Even though it's such a good idea, like, and it would be so cool to do. Like, like James said, we've had meetings about it before. Like, and obviously, as a company, uh, and obviously, so many other companies as well, will be trying to move away from like face to face training and stuff like that. If you don't have them all in one central place, it's so hard to like get them out to people. So, like, you could just say, like, Oh, yeah, borrow this like 500 pound headset, take it home with you for the weekend, and like give it a try. Like, it's not, it's the practicality, it's hard. But it's, even yeah. though it's such a good idea, and probably the benefits to it would like way outweigh. The cons, but
2: I think mm. AR is good. I like the idea of AR. I, I've always liked the stuff like um, I think I have showed you before, where you scan like a you, you got like a barcode in front of you, like a QR code. You scan it, and then you can have like a building appear, and as you turn the paper, the building rotates. You could do that with products if you want to show customers products. Like you know, we've got some new windows um, mm. and the glass within those windows. You scan the QR code that appears in front of you on a desk. You can just turn it so they can see the whole product. That sort of thing is like a real practical application I could see for like sales would be really good. Um, and for that, all you'd need is a phone, so the tech's already there, so to speak. It's just mm. then programming it in the back end, isn't it, really? And getting that 3D model ready. Um, but I like the idea of AR. I think AR more than VR excites me. I don't know about anybody else.
0: I don't know.
1: I prefer to use AR. I've used, have you ever yeah. tried a VR headset? How did you feel?
3: bit dizzy to be honest
1: I, I and a bit
3: yeah. claustrophobic you know and it just felt really heavy and it almost was a real effort to to move around it's, with it.
1: it's very immersive like i had no idea where i was in my spare room at the time so like i was trying it on in my uh, in my house <laughs> and i uh, i was moving but at the same time i had no idea i could have been facing the window you know mm. with my head right up against the wall and i had no idea where it was um and i also felt a little bit queasy because it's like all of that movement in the headset, but your body's not moving. Your body's just going, what's going on? I think You're VR a bit would be so
0: cool for like um, first aid training and stuff like that and like health and safety because you could properly like immerse people in the situations. Cause, like I remember this is not VR, but I remember when I was 17, I did one of those, um, you know, like just before you get, you can get your provisional license, you can do like a day like driving experience um yeah. where it like teaches you the basics so I did one of those and they they put us in like this car simulator and it properly like simulated it, uh, what happens when you have a car accident and it stuck with me forever and that was nearly like 10 years ago it really really scared me and like I'm I, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm quite a safe driver because i felt like what it's like to be in an accident mm-hmm. And I think if you have stuff like that where you could simulate and you know make it so real that people feel like they're gonna have an accident in like so, virtual reality. So
2: what you're saying is make it really horrific, like somebody loses an arm and there's like blood spilt everywhere.
0: <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, like because I think there's stuff like health and safety. Like it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, we all follow the rules and stuff, and we all we're really careful and all of that kind of stuff. But until you're actually in a situation where you could potentially have an accident, you have no idea if the like the things you've learned are actually going to come come to you so like having something like that where you could potentially you know stop yourself from having an accident in in almost like real life yeah. um that would be so i think that would be so beneficial
2: i've seen it used for um you know like the facebook meta stuff as well the vr yeah have you have seen like, like the that. the virtual meetings and stuff they've got where yeah. you sat around the desk with the headsets on and you can see everybody and it's obviously just the top half upwards i think in meta at the minute isn't it but like mm. it's almost like being in an office as well and that, that that begs the question so somebody asked me the other day um somebody who listened to the podcast actually they were like would that take away from the more kind of the, the personal side of things so you know the, the this idea that human-centered experiences by using vr do you get rid of that and does that create an issue for businesses?
0: I don't know though because I feel like if you're fully immersed in it like it's just the same as well it's not the same as being in the same room as someone but you still have the conversations you'd have like because you're basically looking at a digital version of the person
1: yeah I think it'll be normalized in time because I you know yeah so like initially all of these uh meetings and stuff that we're having via zoom and teams and online and meeting with your friends through lockdown on zoom mm. uh, initially was very weird but within a few weeks you're kind of like yeah, it's just the it's little things like now. going for a
2: coffee and stuff in an office or you know going out for yeah. a walk at lunchtime Do you don't get that same sort of thing yeah, it's okay. like I don't know someone's I don't avatar know. just kind of like drinking a coffee <laughs> with nothing there just going <laughs>
0: Or like, you're talking about someone and yeah. someone floats around the corner and you're like
1: exactly. <laughs> It it does beg the question what 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 will the metaverse look like and how will we use it? Do you think we'll even use it? God.
2: See, I think we could.
0: I think I we think... don't know enough about it though to like Well, I personally don't. I find it really confusing. The only the only thing I mm-hmm. understand and I like James Laniff tried to talk me through it before, is that it's basically just a virtual world, but I don't understand how that plays into reality. Like I can't put the two together if that makes sense. And I'm sure loads of people probably feel feel like that as well.
1: Have you ever I played got
3: a clue what it
1: is? you ever played Not Minecraft? No. <laughs> it's essentially that. If
0: I just find it's... that so weird. Like how like um Oh I was watching a documentary the other day about about the Kardashians <laughs> um, and literally oh God.
1: <laughs> right alana alana and our know, highbrow television viewing yeah
0: um, but it was really interesting at the end um the guy who was like narrating it said like um you think you know the Kardashians are kind of everywhere in real life like wait until you see kind of what they've got in store for like the metaverse and stuff like that and i was just sat there i was like what does that even mean like i don't know how the two link like in my mind like if it is like minecraft minecraft and real life are just two completely different things i don't i don't get it which probably makes me sound really silly but i just don't i
2: suppose if you think about shopping so say you think about shopping currently right you can either go into a, a bricks and mortar store couldn't you and buy clothes off the rack or whatever and get that kind of shopping experience or you can shop online from home the idea of the metaverse for example is if you're shopping in the metaverse when you put on your vr headset for example there will be virtual storefronts so it's almost like going to a shop but you're still in your home so you're able to go and you'll be able to browse a rack of clothes you'll be able to pull things out and then you'll see the images you'll be able to things like rotate the images and then when you buy it it will then actually be delivered in reality, almost uh, properly, to your house. Oh, it's so so it's it's the idea that it, essentially the the lines will then blur. So rather than having to go out and do things and take time, um, carbon, all of that sort of stuff, you don't do that in a way. Which so is all like of going
0: to end up like punchbacks, like sitting at desks and stuff. Yeah,
2: I mean that that's the risk you run, isn't its is That you will become you could you could become more insular, or you could become more social if you can't get out. So this it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I suppose for like, you know, people who are stuck in their homes due to disability or, or things like that, it's yeah. the potential is there to help them. But then for other people, it's the other way around. It can make you go a different way, I suppose. But yeah, it's interesting.
1: We're all become we'll become like Wally characters. Wow. You know, you watch that Disney one where they yeah. Not the robots, but the humans in that. They're just fat blobs that don't really do anything. Everything's in the screen in front of them. Doesn't it's great It's great, It's
3: dumbfounded. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I think, it, oh, it's all amazing technology, isn't it? And I can see advantages. I just worry that 40 years' time, nobody is going to live in the real world as, as we know the real world now. Because it'll all be on laptops and computers and phones and people will just not connect properly.
1: See, this is I, another I just, interesting. It scares me. It's a very interesting sort of thought and uh, proposition because we've sort of going as, as it is, right? So uh, it went from cassettes to CDs to MP3s hmm. to streaming. But then there's also this growing movement for physical things. So like yeah. the the yeah. vinyl sales going back to like the 1970s, that's sort of coming back into fashion. There's a lot of people now that are um, literally opting for dumb phones, so like they don't want to be connected all of the time. They don't want their notifications pinging in their face every five seconds. So they've just got a phone that is bare bones and all it does is ring and text, mm. and that's it. You know, there's a there's a growing movement for. I this mean, this sort is the stuff. thing.
2: This this could all affect. The, the trajectory of the metaverse. I mean, if people do go backwards and kind of to simpler times, the metaverse probably isn't going to take off as well as it could do. I don't think, no matter how much you push it, mm. you, you can't flog it to people who don't want it, if, if you know what I mean. You'd yeah, be like, well. that's so
0: true. I think you'll end up isolating a lot of people <laughs> as well. Like, if you think, like, I, I'm thinking about like my parents, like, in 10 years' time, like mm. they won't. Eat, like obviously, I'm like 25, and like I don't understand it fully. Like I can't imagine them ever understanding it. Like you're gonna isolate that whole back end of the population, like because people just won't like, mm. you know, like elderly people and stuff. Like, and if if every company's like, oh yeah, we've got to go digital, it's hard enough now. Like I know. So obviously, we have lesser season tickets. And last season, they changed to mobile passes, which sounds so easy. It's just like, you know, you use your Apple Pay on your phone or whatever you use. Mm. Um, but the amount of like old people and people that it's cut off because they're like, you have to have a mobile pass um, from next season. Not this season was a trial from next season. So many people are like, well, I, I don't have the phone capability to do that because they have, um, you know, older phones and stuff. They don't understand the technology. Mm. They don't want to use that. Like, you just end up cutting so many people off.
2: See, I I wonder if this is all down Mm. to the fact of how generations have changed. So, like, for example, if you think about millennials um, and the kind of year, that era, they've grown up analogue and then adulthood's been digital, hasn't it? And because they're, they're, they're now coming towards middle age, essentially, aren't they? Is that why things are now geared up towards that sort of more digital approach that now because we're moving with that generation predominantly. And then...
1: I think it's the other, it's the, the, the next generation. So is it, it's Gen Z after yeah. millennials, isn't it, right? They've only ever grown up in the digital era. And as a result, their mental health and stuff... And they're also more open about their mental health. But their, their mental health is worse off because of all of the tech. And they're aware of think, that. And that's why they're see, switching off think... from it
2: newer generations fundamentally understand tech as well as older generations you've had to learn it i do
1: mm-hmm.
3: i agree james it's an I interesting totally thought
1: though i have i have but then on the other hand i have seen my my little cousin three-year-old pick up a phone operate it and start playing for a it. on
0: it. Use it, but you don't Instinctively. understand like, the, back, the, like, the inside of mm-hmm. an iPhone, for example. Like, as soon as it
1: goes can... wrong, what do you do,
2: though? You take it back to the Apple geniuses yeah. and go, fix yeah. it.
0: <laughs> you go, can I book an appointment, please?
2: I <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> don't
0: you know what to do with my
1: phone. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy a new one in our new Whereas, your, whereas
2: older generations, yeah. they will learn about it to fix it, and they will try to fix it. And... Like if, I say to, it's like, if Eliza's laptop doesn't work, she comes to me and goes, I can't get it to work. And it could be something as so simple as just clearing the browser history or the cookies, and then it will let her get onto the internet site she wants to get onto. But she doesn't understand that.
0: I feel like I'm on the cusp of that. Like, sometimes with things, I'll be like, I'll really try and fix it myself. Like, it really annoys me when I can't fix something myself and I've got to go and get it looked at by someone else or get someone to come and look at it. But then with certain things, I'd rather let somebody look at it because I know I've got no chance and I don't want to mess it up even more. So, like, Mm. uh, we're having problems with our um, hot water at the moment. And I said to Jacob, it's really annoying me that we can't fix it ourselves because we don't understand, like, how a boiler works or, like, anything like that. Like, we don't know how to do it ourselves, so we've got to get someone to do it. Whereas Mm. with, like, phones and stuff like that, I would like literally try everything to like fix it myself before I have to take it to Apple. So I feel like mm. I'm just like on the mm. balance of like, sometimes I'll, get, I'll fix it myself and sometimes I'll get somebody to do it for me.
2: Are you an older Gen Z though?
0: Yeah, I think I'm like, yeah. I'm literally, I'm the border of being a millennial and a Gen, Gen Z. Z. Okay. So I'm That's literally like, that. I've got, a, I feel like I've got a foot in both <laughs> camps.
2: <laughs> that is interesting.
1: Would, would your would your kids Google the problem and try and work <laughs> out what it is, or they just literally can't be uh, No,
2: they'll Google, and then they'll go, I've opened so many pages, and they will say different things. And then get confused.
1: Ah. <laughs> so they do attempt it, and then <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. confused because it's I think, I think this is what's
2: ended up with this disposable culture, hasn't it, with tech-wise in particular, is if you think about generations, mm-hmm. like my dad, for example, he's um, 73 now. His generation have grown up you know make do mend fix it wear it longer use it longer
3: yeah
2: and because we've lost those skills now everything is so disposable so you know it's like you can take out an extended warranty if you really want to to cover it which is brilliant but you know things are built to only last a couple of years and then that built-in obsolescence kicks in and Exactly. planned
1: obsolescence is a real thing.
2: We've lost those skills and I think in losing those skills, that's why tech has become so overwhelming and so disposable at the minute, which has led to the issues with sustainability and that whole shebang hasn't It's we don't fix things anymore as far as tech goes.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I know know for a fact, so I've owned a number of Apple products in the past and they are awful for that planned obsolescence. So uh, I've had laptops in the past where you just need a new battery. And that's the only thing wrong with it. <laughs> but they've glued the batteries yeah. into the chassis. So you have to like rip it out with a, you know, a hairdryer and all kinds of stuff. Whereas before, you would just unscrew the battery and put a new one in. But they want you yeah. to buy a new one and cost £5,000 and give them or the money. Or you'll
2: buy like a Mac and mm. the antivirus aspect of it will only last for five years worth of updates. At which point then, you've got to replace your whole system really. Otherwise, you're at risk. To be honest, um, it's it's that sort of thing. I think that just ends just becomes so overwhelming. And then when you think about things like new technology coming in, like you talk about your laptops or that sort of stuff, that's going to be the same sort of thing. Like, imagine if you dis- your your three D display went wrong on your laptop. Like, <laughs> where would you start? <laughs> that's
0: the thing. I've, I've been yeah, yeah. i doing it. <laughs> it? Yeah, it. it. Have you turned it
2: off and on again? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Can't help you. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: so, exactly.
1: Yeah. Speaking of new technology, have you mm. have you been aware or have you heard about AI and the progress that that's been making in the news? I would like
0: bits and bobs, but not yeah. uh,
1: masses. So, whether or not it's made into the mainstream news, or whether it's just sort of underground techy no- no- news at the moment. Um, there are some insane things going on with that at the moment. So, like, there is a uh, a company called OpenAI, which has developed a art generator, essentially. And the way AI works is machine learning. So you feed billions of images into a, a computer, and then the computer learns what's in those images, how they're done, And, and, uh, you know, how they're put together, basically. And you can now log into this thing and you can generate art. So you can put into a little prompt machine, um, I want a picture of a pink elephant in the savannah in the style of Salvador Dali. And this AI will generate five images that are exactly how you wanted them. And it's essentially, (laughs) all artists are cacking themselves at this moment in time because that completely negates their job like there's nothing that they can do about it. you any person with that access could create the image that they're looking for an artist mm. to do if you know what i mean don't like it don't like it's, it. it's scary isn't it and i've i've sampled it i've tested uh, tested it and, and played around mm. with it and it's uh very accurate like
3: is this not taking away people's natural creativity and curiosity and the ability to think and look for things? If you just go, I want this and it pings up straight away. Where's all that excitement of looking for things and creating things and thinking, actually I was looking for that, but that actually is a little bit better. The argument
1: argument there is the creativity in the prompt. (laughs) So if I wanted a prompt, and, and you have to be weirdly specific with things as well. So like, uh, you know, having a a gorilla in a astronaut outfit in outer space will give you exactly that. But it's like the little intricate details of oh, he's wearing a pair of glasses, and I want it in the style of this artist, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's where the the creativity side of it comes in, because some people are coming up with all manner of weird prompts, and it's turning out like real nice art. Mm, see, Can I you get draw I, it
3: then. Really? Yeah, I get. <laughs> yeah, I, do you know what I mean? I don't. Like,
1: mm. But that that takes ability. That takes technical ability, doesn't it? That's, but that's what
2: makes everybody different. Is their levels of yeah, technical ability and what they exactly. focus on.
3: And this is my. What they good at. Yeah.
2: This is my huge yeah. thing against this whole no uh, Rishi Sunak's maths thing that he's got mm. on the boil. Oh. Right. right. So I'm getting political. I know I shouldn't. But this is the thing oh. that really grinds my gears about. That is, we'll invest in maths. But what about those things that you, Kerry's just said, the creativity side of things? What about your music, yeah. your art, your design? Yeah. Your all of those things that you're gonna need. Not everything relies on maths. I can't do everything Math. with arithmetic or algorithms if I'm going yeah. into IT as well off the back of it. What what kind of drones, drone-based society are you gonna end up like? Like I can program an AI program using my maths you know yeah. brilliant making,
3: but,
0: like, an <laughs> artificial sound of a guitar or something but I can't yeah, really yeah. Play one.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly, I, I, yeah,
0: that's really that's bad. exactly. I, I do think it's bad I, I don't agree with that.
1: that it's going that way anyway in terms of in terms of music it's going that way anyway isn't it so like you don't need to learn how to play the drums anymore you can just use a drum machine as, which is as as good good pat like a and like a number pad and then
0: what do you do when like you have it, no idea it's like so like let's say tomorrow I blew up and like became the next Ed Sheeran or something. And then I I decided to do a tour. What am I going to do? Take my little drum pad and just stand in front of an audience and go, Oh yeah, sorry guys. Can't actually play the instrument. I can just press the buttons on this pad and make some similar noises. Mm. Like so, like people still still crave that like live experience. And like, there's nothing, Mm. there's nothing better than, live music like going to a gig and seeing people playing instruments and just like like you can't you can't recreate that digitally in my opinion like there's there's no beat in that
2: i think at the center of any bit of tech though that human quality is still necessary isn't it
0: yeah
2: Like if you think about anything you use tech wise you've got the ergonomics the anthropometrics behind it are all geared to humans so if you take away the human from the get-go how's ai going to tailor it to humans properly really all the nuances and, also, and how like, we
0: evolve. Well, yeah. And also like, you have to have like, to be like a musician, or I, know, I know, I'm not going down the music route, but to be a musician, you have to have some like level of music knowledge. And, you know, you have to have something in you that's musical. Like you can't just recreate that digitally. You can't just like, you know, do maths until you're 18. And then suddenly <laughs> decide, oh, I'm going to make some songs digitally. Like you have to have something in you that's musical or like yeah. creative. And obviously like all of these, you know, tools and evolution of everything. is just like you said, like just dampening it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean <laughs> Sorry, if you I feel think quite about that. About that. <laughs> yeah. No, I
0: agree. If you think you. about
2: the workplace though, right, and like if you if you went down the route of say AI is becoming a big thing obviously in the workplace as well and how it kind of helps manufacturing, all that sort of stuff, and the technology behind that, I get it. But without the humans there what's it going to be like? And that worries me slightly is that we are, we just going to train people up skills wise, just to push buttons in the background. What if things, what Mm. if the proverbial hits the fan and something breaks, Mm. then that human's got to get involved and the human potentially is going to have to do what the machine is in the interim whilst the machine gets fixed. So it's there's still the human behind that is going to be necessary
1: at some point. Mm.
2: So we can't.
1: Well, that's it. So that's the, that's the fear with any AI driven thing is, is this going mm. to replace humans? And things like automation and stuff is already mm-hmm. replacing humans. has been for decades, you know, since since the birth of the assembly line. But your focus
2: shifts over uh, the roles, doesn't it? So rather than being an operator, you become somebody a who fixes the machine, the technician.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you just hang around <laughs> waiting yeah, for but, your that, but that's what you've got <laughs> to proof yourself as well,
2: I suppose, isn't it? And kind of, so this tech's coming down the line from my job, but I need to know how this tech works. I need to know how to fix it if it breaks and, and then you have to retrain yourself
1: see now this brings me on to the next point right so same company uh, that created the Dali AI for the art generation have also released something called chat GPT, which is essentially an AI that you can communicate with and talk to. Um, Think of it as Google on steroids. So, like, you know how you, you need anything, you would go to Google, type in what you're looking for, and it will just bring up all of these links for you to then go mm-hmm. research yourself. This thing will then respond to you exactly how you would do it, basically. So, for instance, um, if I wanted to have it, it I put into a little prompt, explain to me what a computer processor does, and it will spit out everything that a computer processor does um, and explain it all for me it also is a possible to do creative things so I've I've experimented with it and I said write me a short story about a bloke called Tim who travels on a bus and has an unfortunate accent on the bus right and it was that similar sort of prompt and it spat out four or five paragraphs a short story that you could just copy and paste, upload and, and you, you wouldn't know. you it, like Normally, you, th- you think about any kind of robot-generated text or anything, sometimes there might be misspellings or there may be... It the just doesn't make sense right. in any way. Do you know what I mean? like The sentence is slightly off or, or you know what I mean, that yeah. kind of thing. This is absolutely perfect in every way. And it's very hard to d- discern whether it's a human person that's, uh, that's wrote this or if it's AI-generated or not. Um, I've got it open. I don't know if we should experiment with it or not, I, I <laughs> but I can essentially put in any prompt we want and it will spit back an answer at us. It's that
3: creativity and thinking gone as well, though, isn't it? We can all be Oscar Wilde or whoever we want to be then, can't we?
1: <laughs> but on the other hand, um, there are certain things that have come out as a result of using this. So, for instance, people that um, would go and see a therapist about certain things Are now communicating with ChatGPT and saying what's on their mind to the to the AI. And the AI is rather than giving them advice, is just talking to them. Like you know what I mean? Like a dialogue. And so it's actually helping people with their mental health as well now. And that's what the the company is sort of sort of wasn't sure where it was going to go, but it seems to be going down that route as well. So like people are opening up to an AI. Because it's just a robot, isn't it? It's not like your mate down the mm. pub who potentially could use that against you in, in the future. It's just a robot that you're talking to. So, I have come up with a game. Alana has come up with a game. I have just put <laughs> the things together for it, right? So basically, the, the, the premise of the game is I'm going to name a tech product and you guys decide whether or not it's something that exists or I've made up entirely. Because there's some weird tech out there. So, first things first, I guess you might know the answer to this already. There is a, is it true or false, that there is a urine sensor that you put in the toilet, like a little puck, that when you pee on it, it detects your vitamins, your hormone levels, and etc., and whizzed it off to an app on your phone so you can see and detect everything. True or false?
0: I actually can't remember the answer to this.
3: I'm going to go true.
0: Yeah. It um,
1: seems final answer.
0: I'm going to say true. true.
1: That is true. It's uh, oh. it's it's just been no, it's I don't have no idea why why it's <clears> useful, <throat> but I mean it could be useful for some. Um, I feel like very I use weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an extremely weird thing to uh to uh have, have you, invented, but it do is. It a, like, like, do you put it on like? you put it on like one
2: of those um toilet duck things with a squidger?
1: It's literally that. It's like it's mass. It's like a puck. It's like a Google Home. You know the little puck things that they have mm. that you plug in. One of those hanging on the inside of your toilet bowl.
2: I get it, right? I get why some people could use it, but what about those funny tummy days?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was my concern. <laughs> That's
2: health and safety. It doesn't seem.
1: <laughs> it gives something for, for 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 men to aim at
2: though.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, though. Right, on to the next one. So. Number two, there is uh, there are bricks that store energy, like solar panels. So your entire house is one massive solar panel. Is that true or false?
0: I'm going to say false because I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm going
2: know to say true, you. but I think that's just a brick in general. <laughs> they... <laughs> they, 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 absorb they absorb heat, heat don't, don't they? Know, but keep heat in
0: how they absorb light? this
1: is in fact true so essentially uh, what Ooh. they're doing is they are um taking the energy that the sun provides um and converting that into uh, energy for the house so imagine your entire house is running off the brickwork which is insane in itself um, i mean
2: it makes sense right it's like in the summer if you if you buy your house and the sun's been on it you can feel the heat still from the bricks so mm. it kind of makes sense why they would create like mm. a solar panel element to it that would keep the, keep the energy and use it.
0: Imagine how expensive they'd be, though.
1: Yeah, it would be. Mm. <laughs> Okie doke. On to number three. There is a, a VR headset um, used for gaming that will kill you if you die in the game. Like, literally murder you <laughs> in real life if you die in the game.
2: <laughs> true so True good.
3: or false. I'm gonna I hope it's false. I'm gonna go false. I, 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 I hope, hope that. that
2: is false. Unless it's being used in dignitas for some sort of reason, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a false.
1: It's an interesting way to go. Um that is indeed true. That's actually true. No. So there is a game developer who worked uh I think it was like Call of Duty or something like that, who has been working on a VR device that will literally blow your head up if you die in the game.
3: What the hell? Uh, Great. Sign me up for TSN, <laughs> t- eh? You don't, you don't need one. Have,
1: <laughs> you, have
2: you tried the, the ones where you can feel the gunshots
1: before? Yeah. I've never tried it. I've heard of them, though.
2: So we, I've tried one when my cousin had one. I can't remember why he had one, but it was, it was when you play Call of Duty and you get shot, it, like, jabs you where the bullet would be. And... Mm-hmm god yeah that's painful in itself so i why would you want one that does anything more than that it's like paintballing it's at, it's yeah
0: when um when you're playing and like your controller vibrates, like when you get a shot
2: yeah god surely that breaks some sort of law
1: right i, I mean
0: say. I,
1: I don't think he's managed to sell any yet and I'm I'm i don't surprised. i think it was more of a case of it, whether it could be done and that's all he was tr- attempting basically
0: how okay. does it kill you though? Like, what does it do?
3: Like,
1: I I don't know what the ins and outs of it were, but it surely w- it's
3: it... got to be something to do with like your temples, because possibly it, push... yeah. it's maybe who who watched Live and Let Die, the Bond film, so they were in this kind of UN thing and they had headphones in, and they killed this man by putting a high pitch pitch frequency in his headphones. So maybe oh. it's that. Could be a way of assassinating. Bomb
2: collars, like Battle Royale, you just
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you just had explodes. <laughs>
0: That's mad.
1: Okay, no. right, you. one more. Um cool. you can there is a uh, a camera that is the size of a pill, like a paracetamol pill, that you swallow and it takes a snapshot every two seconds um and gives a, a full overview of your digestive tract. True. true. Oh
0: yeah, I think I've seen this before. I think it's true.
1: That's right. Yep, yeah, it is true. You can you can actually take that uh, and it will give a, a a good snapshot of what's going on inside your digestion tract. So anybody I who chromes...
2: I so cool. I asked for That's that on my weak. last colonoscopy. <laughs> I was like, "There's got to be some sort of alternative, right, to this?"
0: <laughs> you
1: could swallow a tablet. You could,
0: you could take the podcast in and say, "There's an yeah,
3: alternative."
1: I don't know. My my first thought was, I don't know what kind of um what kind of image it's going to take. At the later stages of your digestion, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm. Mm, A bit murky.
1: Interesting. It's an interesting thing. And maybe, you know, that's where it's going to go in the future. (laughs) There'll be no no need to insert anything anymore. Fingers crossed. You
0: know where you can see, like, in your ear and stuff like that? I think those are really cool. I sometimes see those videos on TikTok where, like, they've put the camera in their ear and you can see it. Yeah. It's quite cool.
1: Right. One more, crazy. actually. I've got one more. I, I really, really love this one. It's called Li-Fi. It is Wi-Fi transmitted via lights. Is that true or false?
0: I'm going to say false because it reminds me of strange things.
1: Currently, Wi-Fi is transmitted via a router to a to a receiver and then plugged into a device
3: i'm gonna go false with alana because i'm gonna go
2: with true because you can do charging
1: via the air can't you so james is onto something it is true (laughs) you can buy light bulbs which are uh wi-fi receivers and then via light will send wi-fi signals down to your devices
0: oh my god obviously because like you can get the light bulbs that you control through like your Alexa. so obviously they have to have some connectivity somewhere
1: yeah, of some yeah. sort. And then but oh, the ability to transmit Wi Fi through them as well is, is just insane. That's
0: quite Wow. Cool. But why would you use that over a router though?
2: Less obtrusive I suppose. And yeah. it's in the centre of a room, isn't it, for
1: a lot of people as well.
3: Yeah,
1: so true. I, I mean I don't definitely. know about you and and, and wi fi dead spots that you find in your house, you know, <clears throat> if if every single light bulb mm. is emitting Wi Fi in your house, I mean you can't you go wrong, can you?
0: No. Very true. That's good I quiz. Like that. I like. I like that.
1: Yeah, but yeah. There, there's some interesting tech that is going on, and you may have noticed. I just didn't even bother coming up with a false one, um, because it's just weird and wonderful stuff, really. <laughs> so, thanks for listening to the Learn Lounge podcast on tech this week. Um, we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> see. <you>. Bye.
3: <laughs>